he could hear echoing laughter and splashing and someone singing softly. Moving carefully so as not to alert them to his approach, he pushed aside some branches to seek the source of the laughter. It was coming from a large, dark cave mouth in the side of the mountain, hidden from view by the dense trees. He made his way up the slope to the cave and slipped inside noiselessly. Inside, lit by the silvery moonlight that poured in through the entrance, he beheld the most incredible sight. There was a spring, which bubbled into a large pool of water, luminous in the moonlight, and standing there, naked and beautiful, laughing and bathing in the pool, were some of the most delicious creatures he had ever seen. They seemed to be wood nymphs, magical creatures that he had heard of but never come across in thirty years of hunting, and they were stunning enough to be sure. But incredibly, at their centre was a being more beautiful than Actaeon could ever have imagined. She was taller than the others, more graceful, more radiant. She seemed to shimmer in the moonlight, an exquisite vision of beauty. Then, with a sinking feeling deep in the pit of his stomach, Actaeon felt suddenly afraid, very afraid, for he had recognised her. She was the Shining One. She was Artemis, goddess of the moon, purest and cruelest of all the immortals. Artemis the Huntress, she who had killed Orion the giant hunter, who had destroyed Callisto for being seduced by Zeus, and had killed the children of Niobe because their mother had mocked her mother. To look on her nakedness as he was doing was certain death, and he froze like a statue hoping not to be seen, for to be seen was to invite her retribution. No mortal had the right. Surely he was doomed if she were to notice him. Now Actaeon might have escaped had he left at that moment, but nothing is so hard to resist as temptation, and he chose to linger and gaze on the exquisite beauty of the goddess. He imagined himself telling his friends, and perhaps one day even his children, if ever he had any, of this night, the night when he gazed upon the goddess. He smiled at the thought, and at that very moment the gaze of Artemis fell upon him. Her eyes burned in fury, and he felt a terrible dread inside. He was rooted to the spot. The goddess took a handful of water and threw it at him, saying, Yes, foolish man, tell all that you meet that you have seen me naked, bathing in the waters of Parhenius. You are free, free to go and tell what you have seen, if you can. As the water splashed upon him, he suddenly recovered the use of his limbs, and he turned and began to scramble to get away. Hope flared up in him. Perhaps he could escape, survive. But as he rushed to get away, he tripped and fell just at the cave mouth. He tried to rise, then slipped a second time, falling out of the cave and rolling down the slope to the forest below. A terrible pain ripped through the hunter's body as he hit the ground, moaning in agony. His bones seemed to be breaking and twisting into impossible shapes. His mouth seemed to tear and stretch, his hands and feet curled up, and his fingers and toes shortened and shriveled. The pain in his head was the worst, though. It was as if someone were driving spikes into his skull. 
He could feel the bones splitting and cracking, and he tried to scream in agony, but all that came was a muffled bleating. The pain was so intense that he blacked out. When he came to his senses, he was lying on his side among the carpet of autumn leaves that covered the floor of the forest. It was morning, and there was frost on the ground and in the trees. He was alive. The goddess had spared him. Praise her. He would sacrifice a stag. No, a bear to her honor this very afternoon. He tried to get to his feet, but he felt strange. Everything looked strange. Everything smelled strange. He could see the wind blowing in the branches of the trees, a shower of leaves falling towards him like a rust colored golden rain powdered with silver. His hearing was so acute that he had never known the like. He could hear the worms digging in the earth, the leaves rustling in the wind, the whispering.